Hi everyone and welcome to Fast Charger episode 55. If there is a note of panic in my eyes and voice, it's because mere moments ago, Lewis, who was producing the episode, told me the batteries in his mouth are about to die. Yep. So, who knows what could happen? <laughs> Absolutely anything, especially after last week where the stream just collapsed in on itself. <laughs> and we thought we'd fixed all that and now the batteries are going to die. <laughs> uh, let's see how it goes. Fingers crossed. Uh, because we have a busy week, we've actually had three phone launches today, let alone this week. Uh, it has been a tiring day for us covering all of this. Uh, Realme first launched the Realme GT flagship in China early this morning for us. Uh, then Nubia followed suit with the Red Magic 6 and Red, Ma Red Magic 6 Pro. And then Xiaomi unveiled the entire Redmi Note 10 line with two separate launches, one in India, one in Europe, for slightly different sets of phones. It's really confusing. I'm going to do my best to break out, break it down once we get there. So we've got a whole set of new phones to talk about. Uh, in the meantime, let's go through the little bits and pieces of news from the week. Uh, we'll start off with Realme again, who also kind of announced another phone this week in that they held an event on Tuesday to unveil their 108 megapixel camera tech revealing in the process that that will be included in the Realme 8 Pro. They didn't say anything else about the 8 Pro, except it's going to have a 108 megapixel camera, pretty much, and a couple details about what that setup will look like. Then, the CEO used the Realme 8 Pro camera to take a photo of a standard Realme 8, including the box with all the specs listed on it, and shared that to Twitter. We've seen some weird launch strategies from phone brands <laughs> in the past. This has got to be one of the hands-down strangest I've seen. Announce a single camera spec, use that camera to take a subpar photo of a phone box it was not a good that photo. then gets crushed by Twitter compression. <laughs> so just, yeah, the Realme 8 Pro camera does not look good on the strength of this one shot. And it's an unfair comparison, but man, like it's a bad shot. I don't know why they used it. Uh, it tells us a few details about the regular Realme 8, uh, which is that it will have a 64 megapixel camera rather than the 108 in the Pro. 30-watt uh, charging, 5,000 mAh battery, and Helio G95. All three of those are the same specs as the Realme 7, it's worth noting. So on battery charging and chipset, it's actually unchanged from last year's. Um, the other interesting thing is a jump to an AMOLED display, but it looks like that means it's going to be a 60Hz AMOLED rather than the 90Hz LCD we saw on the 7. So a little bit of a shake-up there for the Realme 8 when that turns up. Uh, next up, OnePlus. We know the OnePlus 9 series is on the way. We are pretty sure it's coming this month. We do not have a launch date yet, but we know that OnePlus is holding some sort of something on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> All we know is the word moonshot and a photo of the moon and the fact that they sent me some space ice cream to uh, hype this up. I should have brought my space ice cream here ready to show you guys. But yeah, they sent me some of that like freeze-dried astronaut ice cream to hype up the moonshot element of this. I don't really know what that means. Uh, some people have pointed out that it could be a link to that rumored Hasselblad uh, camera tie because a Hasselblad camera was used to take the first photo on the moon or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, we're not sure. Either way, March 8th, next Monday, they will announce something. This is probably when they announce when they will announce the phones <laughs> rather than announcing the phones. <laughs> Because it's 2021, I mean, who cares anymore? To be fair, Realme didn't even get that far with the 8 Pro. They were just like, here's the camera no, and the okay. camera features. That's all we're going to tell yeah. you. Bye for now. No idea when we're going to tell you about when the phone's launching, how much it costs, <laughs> what it can do. And yeah. like, well, they haven't even told it. like polar opposite. Polar opposite launch so One plus is just like teasing the tease of the tease 
Realme just casually threw a phone out and then went, oh, wait, no, we here's some stuff. We weren't ready to tell you anything. And a photo of another know. phone. But <laughs> Come <again>. back soon. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're going to find out about the OnePlus 9 series soon. Uh, to recap, we're expecting three phones now, the 9, the 9 Pro, and the 9R, which we previously thought might be the 9 Lite, and previously before that thought might be the 9E, but 9R looks likely as now. Uh, we're also expecting to see the long, long, long-awaited OnePlus Watch turn up. Uh, everyone is saying that that is going to come alongside the phones this time. So that will be fun. Um, sticking in the BBK uh, family, because, you know, why not? Let's turn to Oppo. <laughs> uh, Oppo have also announced a date. They've announced an actual launch date, though. Uh, next Thursday, March 11th, they will unveil the Oppo Find X3 series. Uh, they're probably less thrilled that everything has leaked, literally everything. I'm not going to run through the leaks now. Uh, WinFuture, a German site, posted. I mean, we'd already had a lot of leaks from Evan Blass, but then WinFuture basically also got hold of a whole set of official renders and full specs for all three phones in the series, except the regular Find X3, which doesn't look to be launching globally. That might be a China-only model. So things are a little less clear on that phone. But if you want to know about the Find X3 Pro and the Neo and the Lite, Everything is out there online, and you can just go find that out right now, assuming it's all correct. But it looks pretty plausible at this point. Uh, what else we got? The Switch. So much news. We don't news. normally talk gaming <laughs> stuff. There's so much news. It's been a really busy week. Uh, just today, Bloomberg ran a report on the Switch Pro or Switch 2 or whatever it's going to be called. Some revision of Nintendo's uh, game console hardware. Um, perhaps surprisingly, they said it's actually due this year which took me by surprise. I thought we were looking at next year. But they say there should be a revision by the holidays this year. Um, and the highlights are that it will move to an OLED display, finally, rather than LCD. That it will support 4K, or at least some sort of upscaled 4K, when it's docked to a TV, which, again, finally. Um, the big kind of, like, question mark there is that they say that the screen, while OLED, and while getting a bit bigger, it will go up to 7 inches, uh, it will still be 720p. So you're not going to get full HD on handheld mode. And I've seen a bit of discussion today about whether that makes sense, whether you can even spot the difference on the screen that size. Spoiler, you definitely can, because phones go up to 40, <laughs> like much higher resolutions, and there's a reason for yeah. that. And as someone currently reviewing a 720p phone screen, like, yeah, you can tell the difference <laughs> between, between that and full HD, for sure. Uh, but yeah, Nintendo is apparently sticking with 720p. But we'll see all of this still. This is just a report by Bloomberg. Nintendo refuses to even acknowledge they're working on a revised hardware, though obviously they are. And finally, last little bit of news before we get to the proper stuff. Uh, another big report from this week on upcoming hardware. Uh, Ming-Chi Kuo, who's a big Apple analyst or tech analyst who often reports on Apple stuff and often has usually reliable insider info. Uh, just put a huge report out on the iPhone 13 line and Apple's iPhone plans going forwards. Uh, the headline stuff is we are still going to get four phones for the iPhone 13 series, so there will be a mini after poor sales. It meant some people thought the, the mini might die a very, very quick death. But no, there will be another mini phone, apparently. Uh, all the phones will have smaller notches. And from next year, they might do punch hole cameras. Though so I'm a little skeptical of that. And I know Lewis also gave that a big, like, big hit of side eye when i told them that was in the report <laughs> uh upgrades to the ultra wide cameras this year um battery upgrades which is exciting um potentially the first meaningful battery upgrades in the iphones in a while apparently they've done some rearranging of internal components to make space so that they can fit bigger batteries in 
Uh, and then otherwise, he's just looking forward and saying, like, the foldable we're long expecting is due in 2023, which sounds about right. Like I said, they might ditch the notches for a punch hole at some point. Maybe. We'll see. Um, and that in 2023, we might see a drop to another even cheaper iPhone. But again, that's so far forward. I think that's just all completely up in the air. Yeah. Um, but yeah, most the most interesting thing there, I think, for me is the iPhone 13 mini apparently exists. Oh, and there's one other good thing. 120 hertz displays. That's it. Uh, on the Pro models. Supposedly, iPhone 13 Pro and Pro Max mm. will have 120 hertz which um, long overdue. Oh, yeah. But let's, let's hope that actually happens. It's still kind of crazy that that's not going to be coming to the regular ones because, as we'll see, I think almost every phone we're talking about today has impressively high refresh rates, and some of them are a lot cheaper than an iPhone. And breeze. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. Very good. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Too much news. Could we all stop doing news for a bit? Um, yes. I know that's like completely in vain because I already know there are two phone launches in the next six days. And we're gonna be it's gonna be just as bad this time next week. Uh, but that's what you get after a slow spell every week saying, Come on, people announce something. And now they're like, okay. once, obviously. Yeah, they're listening. They, they were listening. That's the power of fast charge people. <laughs> All right, let's get into an actual phone that's actually launched actually today in China. Uh, the Realme GT. Um, curiously there wasn't a Realme GT Pro. They're rumored to be two, but if there is a pro, it's not here yet. But uh, the Realme GT, new flagship series from Realme. This is the phone that was codenamed Race. If you've been following Realme leaks for a while, like they announced back when the Snapdragon 888 was launched, they kind of said, we're working on an 888 phone, it's codenamed Race. That is what this is, GT Race, cars, I don't know, it's a thing. Um, this is a pretty interesting looking phone, if only because it seems incredibly competitive. Um, it's a Snapdragon 888, 120Hz refresh rate AMOLED panel, and 65 watt fast charging. Despite that, it is 2,799 yen, uh, or yuan, sorry, um, uh, the Chinese currency, which works out to 310 pounds of $430 when you convert it, which is frankly ludicrous. Uh, the, the caveat to that, as always, is that conversion isn't like totally fair. When If and when it launches in the UK and Europe, it would have a different price to that. It would be higher, probably more like 500 pounds, something like that, just because of exchange rates, taxes, all sorts of other things that factor in shipping costs, blah, blah, blah. Um, but still, even if you look at just the Chinese price, this is three quarters the price of the Xiaomi Mi 11 for broadly similar specs. Does that seem fair, Toddy? Yeah, I uh, I feel like the polish on the Mi 11 will be better, but Realme has, like, they're not bad. Like, I, I did enjoy using the X50 Pro uh, last year, their 2020 flagship. Um, and it, you know, it had some rough edges. It sacrificed things in areas like design, which it looks like this isn't, um, which is an mm -hmm. interesting kind of shift. Um, and also, I guess it's worth noting that I don't think the the Realme 8 Pro is this, but they talked about a new strategy this year where they're going to have a performance flagship and a photography flagship. The 8 Pro might be that, but right. it's not been explicitly stated and it's not running on like flagship hardware in any other regard. So I'm going to wait and see if they push it like that. But yeah, this is definitely the performance flagship. And it's not just like it's got a fast chip. It's also got, you know, fast RAM, uh, fast storage and the fast charging, which you mentioned. Um, to touch on the Pro model, there have been a couple of leaks about it. Interestingly, one of the images we were using way back when we first started writing about rumors for the GT was this phone with a circular camera surround similar to the, the Huawei Mate 30 yeah. Pro. Um, 
And that looks to be now looks to be actually what the race pro GT pro might look like. And that's where we're actually expecting to see things like the ultra dart 125 watt charging that Realme talked about last year about the same time, mm-hmm. if not the same day as Oppo. And like within a week of when Qualcomm introduced its 105 or 100 watt charging that we talked about in the show in Iron. Um, so yeah, the race pro is, is interesting. Um, as for the GT, I think, yeah, even if it comes in at 500 quid, it's going to be the best deal out there on the market when it hits. Just no questions asked, really. Um, yeah. We'll... It's hitting an interesting spot because, like you said, the X50 Pro was a great value flagship last year. And if I was really going to knock that for anything yeah. other than camera chops, yeah. I know, I mean, you reviewed it on me, but it didn't look like camera was, design-wise, yeah. it didn't have a lot going for it. But this, had, the GT looks great. I mean, if you're on a YouTube, you'll have seen the, the thumbnail images that that pretty striking like bumblebee yeah. uh, color scheme with the yellow and the black racing stripe, uh, which looks great. It's also available in just a, a blue and a silver glass finish. Um, the yellow one is leather, uh, the other two are glass. So it, it, it looks pretty snappy. It looks it looks like you would expect a high-end flagship phone to look. Um, it's slim, it's lightweight, it's all that kind of stuff you'd hope for. Um, camera stuff is still clearly a compromise. It's a 64 megapixel um, main camera that I'm sure will be fine um with a with a sony sensor and then an eight megapixel ultra wide and a macro yeah um so fine and, and if the, if that main camera delivers then that's kind of enough but it's definitely not going to be like giving like you know really strong ultra wide performance there's no telephoto uh it's gonna be a limited camera spec. looking at the other phones that have used that particular uh camera module i forget was it the imx was it 862 or something Six, 682. 682. I was close. Um, it's been in devices like the Galaxy M31s, which I don't think we got in the UK. We got the M31, but um, no. and like a few, like a, the Redmi K30 or something other. So all okay. kind of like decent mid-rangey, budgety mid-rangey devices. Yeah. So yeah, it's not going to do anything crazy. Realme has been working on it on its like algorithm stuff, uh, which is kind of what they showed mm. off in the 8 Pro announcement this week. Um, so I've been intrigued to see just how the sensor compares to say the X50 Pro. Uh, if that was the equivalent phone for last year. Um, and that also had a 64 meg main sensor. So it's just kind of a case of the software will be whether it's it's that greatly improved or whether that's still going to be the weakest part of the phone, which I assume it will be. Yeah, I don't. And, you know, like you said, they're pitching it as the performance, uh, their performance flagship. I don't think that they're under no illusions that this is going to be some brilliant camera phone. They're pitching it as this is the fast phone. Fast, fast chipset, fast storage, fast screen, fast charging, all of that stuff. It's um, got a headphone jack. Does it have a headphone Yeah, I was jack? surprised <laughs> to see that one. I was like, oh, okay. Huh. <laughs> so, like, now it's defo the last, like, flagship class phone with a headphone jack, which is cool. Um, also, other goodies include stereo speakers. I think this might be the first phone mm-hmm. with Realme UI 2, top Android 11. Um, it's got a Taptic engine, which should be good. Sorry, not Taptic, that's marketing but a haptic engine called the 4d tactile <laughs> engine um which yeah. i am holding out hope for it actually being decent because some of realme's more affordable phones have just like horrible buzzy motors and really... are horrible to use so i have yeah high hopes for a good haptic motor if you know what i mean um mm-hmm. yeah nfc's in there which you know not always given uh lower down the range as it were and up to 256 gigs of storage there's just two SKUs. there's an 8 gig of ram with 128 or a 12 gig of RAM with 256. And if you get that fancy vegan right. leather option, that only comes with the 12 gigs and 256 storage. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the big caveat with all this, 
to some extent is we don't know for sure if this is ever going to leave China. Like, I think it will, but Realme hasn't said that yet. <laughs> and so, you know, by comparison, um, when when they tweeted out the Realme 8 uh, teaser, the Realme Europe uh, Twitter account replied asking if they were going to see it, and they got an affirmative back. So like, we already know in this strange <laughs> little social media dance between the brand's own accounts that the 8 series is, is coming to Europe, and that's no surprise because the 6 <laughs> and the 7 did. Um, but I haven't seen any equivalent definite confirmation that the GT is is going to end up anywhere else. Um, the Realme UK Twitter account did do a little Twitter thread this morning running through the specs, which kind of implies that they think it will if they're trying to share information about it, but it definitely doesn't guarantee anything. Um, so I'd be surprised if this didn't, but I'm also a little surprised they haven't even gestured in that direction yet to kind of acknowledge that they're, they're looking at it. So... I wouldn't like definitely, definitely count on this getting a Western release because that's not been promised. When it does uh, launch, which I believe is March 10th, is on pre-order now in China, but it hits the market on March 10th, I think it is. Um, a couple of things. It is actually going to go up in price ever so slightly by about 201. Like no big deal um, in the grand yeah. scheme of things, but it's a little bit more expensive once you've, you know, once it's on sale. Um, and the other thing has escaped my mind, but maybe we'll come back around to it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, oh, I remembered. Yeah, I, remembered. I mean, I, I, sorry. Oh, there you go. It was. You it was. Space. I, I wonder whether um, the before the phone launched. Uh, now, G. Wait, G, I'm terrible with these names. Juji Chase, who is senior at Realme. I apologize. I probably butchered his name. Uh, he's he was posting most of the kind of like official leaks, basically around the phone in the lead up, including okay. like he was the one who told us really about the GT name properly and and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and he also produced a few benchmarking results that he quoted, one of which was a Geekbench score that was very high. I think the highest we've got right now on record is the uh, Galaxy S21 Plus that Lewis reviewed. And this was like a few points off that, like so close. It, it would be negligible in real world use. Um, and the other one was, uh, wasn't Geekbench, was the, what's the other most popular benchmarking app we use? It's gone out of my and head. And 2.2. And 2.2, exactly, yeah. And they were quoting a score that... Yeah. We haven't seen anything with a score that high um, that we've tested. Uh, and Tutu said, mm -hmm. we don't have anything like this on record. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, no, it's internal. <laughs> it's an internal device. <laughs> so, so that one's a pinch of salt, even though it came from Realme. <laughs> but on paper, artificially speaking, the benchmarks say it's got a lot of promise. So, you know, delivering on, on, on what it's designed to be as a performance phone. Um, the gaming side, I guess, is where that would be the most useful. Uh, they didn't quote the touch response rate, but I'm guessing it's 240 if the refresh rate's 120. Yeah, yep, probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we should see great performance from that. It, it essentially matches what the Mi 11 is doing on, you know, the 888 and then the, the sort of amounts and types of RAM available and stuff like that. And the Mi 11 performance I've had has been um, really, really phenomenal. And, you know, I made the, the comparison in pricing earlier to say it's three quarters of the price of the Mi 11. And fundamentally, the difference there is just then the camera spec. Yeah. Um, and display resolution. This is an FHD uh, display, not not WQHD. But other than that, you're sort of getting the same core spec and performance as the Mi 11. So if you don't care about camera that much, this would make a lot of sense because you, you, you'll save a good chunk of money, um, get a little bit of a display downgrade, but not not all that much. Um, and everything else will be will be pretty similar. It's actually slightly faster charging than the Mi 11 too because it's 65 watt versus 55 watt. But no there is no wireless charging. Is the downside, yeah. 
Yeah, no IP rating. I don't think they quoted an IP rating. No. Yeah, I don't go. think there's <laughs> micro SD expansion. There might be. I, d- I haven't seen that spec. I was translating it from Chinese, so I, <laughs> I hope I got everything. I think I got everything, but uh, yeah, that one might slip through the net. Yeah. So there are a few yeah, of those. Just, oh, sorry, no, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I was just going to say that I was just going to add on the on the software side. If you are comparing it to a Xiaomi phone, I know that MIUI is often the thing that a lot of people would say holds it back. Whereas mm-hmm. Realme, Realme UI, my my experience with the Seven Pro, it was. It was okay. I I had a preference mm. over Xiaomi's, but when you're comparing the two, there's really not too much to choose between the software side. Yeah, so both, the uh, hardware is the distinct. Really I would take Realme software over MIUI. Um, yeah, me too. Because the Realme is is based on ColorOS yeah. Oppo's yeah. software. I think it's pretty close, and and I prefer ColorOS to to MIUI for sure. Uh, mm. I've only used the one Realme phone. I think the seven. ColorOS but, has been doing a lot more of what what. Uh, Huawei did with Emotion UI in the West, where they're just looking at Western tastes and, and tweaking yeah, it and tweaking it and adjusting. refining it. Yeah. And, and Realme UI follows suit in that regard. So, version two yeah. across Android 11 should be, yeah, good. Yeah, should be pretty solid. Um, yeah, so Realme GT, we are going to be keeping an eye out for it, making uh, it, its sort of global expansion. But basically, this will sit in that space of almost a flagship, flagship specs and performance, but you just miss out on a few of those nice to haves and you really don't get that camera spec. But if you want a phone for basically for gaming, that's really who they're gonna push this for. Um, that will do a very, very, very good job of giving you that performance at a reasonable price. Speaking of <laughs> gaming phones, uh, not to be outdone, Nubia has unveiled the Red Magic 6 and Red Magic 6 Pro, its two brand new gaming devices. Um, again, this is a Chinese launch. So we, what we have right now is sort of the Chinese information, but they have confirmed there will be a global launch on the 16th of March. So on this one, at least we know it is launching globally and we're going to find out that information in a couple of weeks. So the different variants that make it abroad, because I bet we might not see both phones launch globally, but mm. I'm, you know, hesitant to commit to that position. But my leaning is we might only get one of them globally. Um, and either way, things like RAM, the RAM and storage SKUs and stuff and pricing, we'll find out in a couple of weeks for Europe. Uh, but yeah, the Red Magic 6, I mean, the headline thing, I guess, is refresh rate, which is um, a bit of a nonsense. It's 165 hertz, which um, I, Lewis and Iron, you kind of watched uh, as much of the stream as you could manage yeah. in, in Mandarin <laughs> and, then, and then dug through the press releases. I'm curious because I, I, I know why we get 90 and 120 hertz. Nubia did 144 hertz last year, which I know is a very common number for gaming monitors. Yeah. And I couldn't tell you yeah. why it's a common number for gaming monitors, but I know it is. So there must be some reasoning that 144 hertz got widely adopted. But what's 165? Like, what's that number other than a bigger number than 144? Yeah, I think that's where we're at now. It's just a bigger number. Like, bigger is better. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. all the other the competitors yeah. are catching up with the 144 from last year. So they're like, well, we need to go one step further. Let's just keep going. Uh-huh. Sooner it's going it's to hit 240 yeah. and it's going to hit 300. <laughs> I mean, for yeah. me it's kind of limited in its use i think the note the jump from 60 to 90 or 120 hertz is 100 percent noticeable the jump from kind of 120 to 144 is less so um and then from 144 to 165 no uh and then i think but the bigger problem for me personally is that i don't think there are any android apps that actually take advantage of 165 hertz refresh rates because i'm pretty sure this is the first so why would they have in the past so Mm. yeah that's what I was going to say. I mean, the pitch has got to be for gaming and for getting the, like, you know, hit, hitting higher frame yeah. rates in, in games. But you need a game that can do that. Yeah. 
<laughs> and the barely any of them can hit 120. Like the 120 hertz stuff mm-hmm. doesn't have much a gaming application yet, no. and it will, and it will matter. But like the game, the games are still catching up. Usually, uh, from my understanding, it's for the the manufacturers usually approach certain developers of those games to be yeah. like, yes. can you update your game to support this feature so we can be look, it runs this random <laughs> JRPG that, MMO it, that you've never heard of. <laughs> <laughs> so you get that one tie yeah. in and every now and then a brand will push on a big game you know i think uh oneplus did some deals with fortnite so that fortnite got certain refresh rate upgrades on oneplus yeah. funds first. One did some uh, stuff yeah. with pubg mobile as well before that mm-hmm. this stuff i'm I'm a little sus about because i i get why you have these high refresh rates on proper gaming monitors mm-hmm. because again you can get your pc to run league of legends <laughs> at you know 240 like frames a second that's possible uh you cannot get your phone to play a game at 165 hertz like there are no phones and no yeah. games that do yeah. that uh, i think yeah i think it was uh, it's it's just because i think refresh rate has become so intrinsically linked to gaming performance it's yeah. always been like the higher refresh rate the better gaming experience the one the one good thing that i would say is that it is adaptive so it will go down to 60 90 120 mm-hmm. depending on what you're doing um because the because the pro is is the um, yeah because the pro is the one that's got the bigger battery so it's it's the one that's been upgraded to uh, over five thousand milliamp hours whereas the regular model sticks at uh, four thousand five hundred for a gaming right, okay. phone that's um, kind of small isn't it? Hmm, that's what yeah that's what mm. I think and 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 they've also kind of managed that by sticking at um, full HD resolution so they've thought for gamers that they would prefer the higher refresh rate. And compromise slightly on screen resolution, which I guess is the I think wise trade off in that sense. That makes yeah. sense. I mean, uh, there are mm. not many games will even run at. We we say games don't run at the high refresh rate, but they also generally don't run at the high resolution. So, yeah. um, there's no point trying to hit both because games are missing both features. <laughs> uh, so you might as well pick yeah. one and focus on it. Uh, <laughs> the, the other headline spec here is obviously charge speed, yes. um, which does differ between the phones. The refresh rate yeah. is the same on both models, mm-hmm. but there is a um, different charging speed here so the regular red magic 6 is a like really sluggish disappointing 66 Ooh, watts rubbish um <laughs> faster than uh, well <laughs> faster than we're expecting any of the main flagships yeah. to be faster than the 55 watts in the mi 11 faster than the super fast charging realme is pushing in the realme gt at 65 watts i mean the one <laughs> watt difference won't matter but still oh, will. uh so <laughs> What 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 the hell does the six pro do to make the sixty six watt look like trash? We're talking a hundred and twenty watts, hundred and twenty watts of fast charging power, <laughs> yeah. which Nubia claims will recharge the phone from zero to one hundred percent in thirty one minutes. Thirty one minutes to completely charge. So your we phone, need that yeah. as the mascot for the show. <laughs> yes, we do. I think we all need to get them. Actually, now you say that. <laughs> but yeah, that and we've we've seen charging speeds like. In concept devices like this, yeah. I'm trying to think if any if this is the first thing that's actually launched at that proper There's speed. There's nothing else jumping out. It certainly, I think, will be the first mm. one that's coming out in the West yeah. at that speed if it does. And we, you know, we kind of think it might. Um, I'm confident. I, there's nothing you can buy in the UK with 120 watt charging. No. I'm pretty sure. I just had a quick look, by the way. I found a list of games, Android games that support 120 FPS. Oh yeah. Um, there's not many that you might like <laughs> jump on be like oh yeah but dead trigger 2 is <laughs> in there um deus ex go uh minecraft is in there so there's a few games but like oh, nothing okay. too surprising in terms of graphical mm. demands no yeah we're not going to get called there are some games. does anyone need to play minecraft at 120 <laughs> more than i, I just need the extra frames 
<laughs> that's the thing like Genshin Impact and games like that they struggle to hit 60 frames at the higher sure. the higher settings and that's on the latest yep. hardware yep. so like yeah that's not going to be supporting 120 frames anytime soon uh-huh. mm. um, one oddity to, to note on the Red Magic stuff which is kind of interesting is both phones that have launched today are Tencent branded as far as I can tell from the yes. press release um, mm-hmm. Which is curious. Right. And we knew there would be a Tencent branded one, and that's not too surprising. We're also expecting a Tencent branded ROG Phone Five, um, based on the leaks. And uh, this is pretty common for the Chinese market. But I don't think I've seen like just there not be a non-branded mm. version. Like there isn't a non-Tencent Red Magic no, Six yeah. in China. I mean, is Tencent just propping up the gaming phone market right now? Because Yes. it makes you wonder every time it? we like, talk about not... gaming phones we talk about them outside of china and how weird they are and how i don't know anyone who's bought one or owned <laughs> one i only know yeah. tech journalists who have them because they've been sending them to review and that's it mm-hmm. yeah so mm-hmm. yeah maybe it's a monopoly it does make you wonder if there's that much yeah if there's the money changing hands it's kind of like maybe are they actually making enough on sales to justify them or do they need that 10 cent money mm-hmm. And is it just that now basically the entire gaming phone sub-industry has just become a marketing exercise for Tencent? Probably. <laughs> Interesting to get sales figures on these kinds of devices in China specifically and see yeah. how well they do. Yeah. Next time. Because um, the manufacturers are pretty cagey about that. It's very hard to find out specific sales for specific phones. Um, and uh, I do not have a good sense of how well the, uh, the gaming phones do as a whole, except as you say that, and it, anecdotal evidence that i do not have a single person who's ever bought one also i just need to clarify um on the pro model i said it was 31 minutes it's actually 17 minutes i just i just went and had a little look oh out. okay well, that, 17 is, that makes more sense yeah. Oh, okay that is, yeah that is horrifying is that 5000 million, million <laughs> um, power battery yeah so yeah Damn. That's, a, that's an impressive that's impressive. Yeah, impressive but i would i would then want them to quote what their expected charge cycle would be for like yeah. how many cycles is that because yeah. if that's yeah that's 400 times mm. like there's rubbish it's, nothing. <laughs> it's a year at best yeah no. yeah because because i was going to say for the for the regular model they quoted 38 minutes for a full charge and if it was only 31 then <laughs> no point for doubling that you're not really, ma- you're yeah. not really getting much benefit I mean, from terribly petty in this space but i think xiaomi definitely <laughs> did that to oppo last year with the 65 versus 66 watt or one yeah, way around this yeah so, one one watt <laughs> one more difference and and there's you know we're talking about 120 watt but there's also this space where other people are uh we're talking about the realme trying to do 125 yeah watt. so that's the kind of lines where we're at in uh, this territory <laughs> where people are yeah some people do 120 some people do 125 and it's really going to be much for much meanwhile actually for the realme race pro or gt pro is that it has a 160 hertz display yes which is another yeah, weird which is another you know, weird one mm-hmm. already mm-hmm. losing out to these Just, guys uh, could just, give up. just give up. Um, I should say, I'm not sure if we did. Um, so apologies if I am repeating ourselves, but it is a Snapdragon 888 yes, is, in yeah. these phones. Um, in case yeah. that, that should not come as a great that. surprise for a gaming for a gaming phone. But yeah, this is also using the latest uh, Snapdragon yeah. flagship chip and DDR5 RAM and 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 kind of you know high end specs in that. Interesting. What's the the cooling um, situation? Because I, will... I know that Redmi Red Magic always loves to shout about their weird fans and. We've yes. seen floating phones from they've, various people in the past. So they've got it's called the Ice Six Point Um Yeah, this is where it gets a bit mm. difficult because obviously the launch was at Mandarin, and 
I can't speak Mandarin. <laughs> but from what I've, I've managed to get, it's kind of it's an improved fan. So you've got like a, an actual spinny fan inside. You've got mm. graphene play. I mean, this is all kind of fairly standard stuff for gaming phones. Like they've all got uh-huh. these kind of yeah. calling systems in place. But it's just it, in one of the teasers, it propped it up. It was floating midair. That that doesn't happen. I just need to say this right <laughs> there. It, that that's not going to happen. If you're expecting your phone to float, it, yeah, no. But um, so I yeah, that's an impressionable cool. kid seeing that and being yeah. like. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! I need it. Yeah. <laughs> and then the six Pro has an additional uh, few kind of cooling features as well, which I thought was a bit weird because considering mm. they both have the same kind of grunt, you'd want the same cooling power across mm. both. But yeah, there we are. One of the interesting things, though, it probably needs it for the charging. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm, it's maybe. probably heat dissipation yeah. for that yeah, charging 100%. charging stuff. Um, but yeah, interestingly, so that might be why there's the difference. They've there. said that. Um, so the, the standard comes with eight gigabytes of RAM, and I think the Pro comes with twelve gigabytes of RAM. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. Nubia says that it, due to the way it's designed and and, and all these other magical marketing words, I'm not quite sure if I believe. Uh, they reckon that <laughs> it can compete with phones with eighteen gigabytes of RAM. So I mean, it's an interesting claim, but whether okay. it's it's true, <laughs> I I mean, why do you need? I mean, we're going to find out really <laughs> soon. <laughs> Because the leak, the, I didn't mention earlier, but the leak from the other day is that the ROG Phone 5 will run with up to 18 gigabytes of yeah. RAM. Yeah. Um, so we may have an it's actual crazy. 18 gig RAM phone mm. next week and someone can put Nubia's big, bold claim to oh, the yeah. test. I want to see what's um, going on there. <laughs> in, in terms of the... The answer, of course, is... Sorry, just quickly. The answer is probably just you get incredible diminishing returns. <laughs> beyond 12 gigs yeah, of RAM, yeah. and so you're not getting any performance benefits above that. So it, they could, <laughs> it could match your phone with 32 gig of RAM because it doesn't make a difference at that point. <laughs> Sorry, Tom. No, no, it's fine. I was just um, going back to the, the calling conversation. Uh, I haven't touched a Red Magic phone since I think like the 5 series. Um, but there's a feature that Sony uses that I haven't heard of other manufacturers using, which is basically a battery bypass. So you can play plugged in and you're not constantly cycling the battery whilst you're gaming whilst your phone's plugged in. Is there anything like that that they mentioned here from whatever you machine translated from Chinese? <laughs> I didn't pick up on anything like that, no. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's not something that any gaming yeah, phone I mean... I'm aware of has. And it seems like a really obvious, <laughs> good way of, of implementing, you know, if you want a mains power game, you're not going to damage your battery or, or just, yeah. you know, I mean, it makes a lot of your battery in the process. So yeah. I feel like more manufacturers, yeah. it's something that, yeah, I'm surprised is not in there. Yeah. Yeah, I will say from I think I've reviewed the last, I think I've reviewed the last uh, three Red Magic phones. I don't obviously they're looking for these tiny, tiny gains, but like I don't know how performance could get any better. I don't know how it was already so effective at cooling with like the built-in fan and everything. I don't. It's kind of like these kind of marginal gains. I will say that I'm much happy with like the upgrades that they've brought forward for the six series because I think I mentioned before about. Like the Red Magic 5G and 5S were so incredibly similar mm. that it was like such tiny, tiny incremental changes that were just to like justify the new release. So at least with these six, we've got uh, a pro model for the first time. We've actually got we've actually got a new chipset and boosted the RAM and imp- lots of yep. improvements. That if you are into gaming phones, that there will be something for you to think, oh, this is an upgrade. But I think in day to day use and even trying out, like I'd try the likes of. I don't know, Asphalt or Call of Duty Mobile, there's really, really hardly any perceptible differences. Yep. Yeah, completely agree. Um, before we move on, one last thing what we should talk about briefly. Uh, Red Magic also went and announced a, a gaming smartwatch. 
the what? the red magic watch. We we have kind of limited details because again, Mandarin launch, and there's like one paragraph on this in the English press release, so I don't have a lot to go on <laughs> here. Uh, but yeah, there was a red magic smartwatch. This was sort of rumors. It's not a total surprise. Um, it's pretty standard, except for this one interesting feature, which is a football mode, which is clearly recognizing that football is a game, <laughs> and gamers play games. <laughs> Thus, the gaming smartwatch should support football, that famous video game. I mean, it, there's there's a link here, but it's tenuous at best. Uh, but yeah, it's sort of like if you turn on the football mode while you're playing a game of football, it will track where you've been and everything, and then generate like a, a, a heat map for a football pitch mm. to tell you where you've been, I don't know, running the most yeah. on the football pitch. And Iron looks like he understands this because Iron likes football I mean, and I don't, so I have no idea what any of this means. Yeah, I mean <laughs> I mean I mean when when they dive into the stats, they do kind of show players heat maps and it's quite a common way to analyze where they've been on the pitch, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I'm not sure it'd be much use to like the everyday person who's just going for a kickback. <laughs> I'm also very intrigued by the the crossover they see between serious committed <laughs> football players. <laughs> And the gaming crowd. And I'm not saying no gamers <laughs> yeah. play football, obviously, and there's a massive crowd for FIFA and stuff, so there clearly yeah. is crossover. Mm. But, like, the gaming phone audience and the I play football, soccer, to be clear, uh, you know, committedly enough that I want a heat map of my performance. <laughs> I, I think that's, like, three yeah, people. exactly. Um, Just taking as many so, I mean, we'll see as if they can, you know. I like a Pokemon Go tracker would have made more sense. <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> can i also before we move on ask about the uh the gamer aesthetics and accessories did they mm. did they talk about accessories i saw a screenshot i know with the red magic 5g they made a red and green phone which looked interesting it looked like hubba bubba oh, that, yeah that, that was like gum yeah <laughs> what we got it, this time that, yeah that, that was the one i tested i think the, the pulse model i think it was called which is Case really four. kind of wacky <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> Um, I don't. I didn't. I, they don't, I don't think they announced any new accessories. I mean, they've got. A, they've got a few. I think there's, got there's like a, a cooling dock. I don't know if that's new or yeah. if they've had that before. But there is a cooling dock. They've had that yes. before. Yeah. Um, um, I think there was there was some sort of um, attachment where how where it could like um, charge your phone from like so which so your hands wouldn't be obscured oh, yeah. when you're actually Handy. using the phone. Okay. Um, fairly fairly standard things. I don't think there was anything new announced. Today there is a good garish color though. There is. Um, oh, what is it? Pink, pink and mm. pink and yep. blue. Oh, okay. I think. Yeah. Mm. Very, very bright pink, blue. Kind of like um, a little bit like the default Switch Joy-Con colors, mm-hmm. but a, a pinker ah, pink. Nice. Do you think that was uh, intentional? Um, <laughs> One of the best. I mean, four years late. And that's what they were very late. <laughs> <laughs> I think they just look at the uh, uh, the nerds' candies color palettes and they're like, that, and that, just that, go that, for that. Yeah. <laughs> it is it is the most lurid version of pink and blue you could possibly oh, yeah. do, um, with little accented bits on each side. So there's blue bits within the pink section oh. and pink bits mm. within the blue section. Um, I mean, it pops. I will say that about it. It really oh, wow. pops. Yes, you are going to notice My that word. phone. Uh, it is not discreet. No. But if you do like the discreet, I kind of like it. I, I, there is yeah. a silver one as well, just to be clear. <laughs> you don't have to go with the, the horribly garish one. Yes, yeah, yeah. You can get it. You can get a, a slightly, slightly more muted version. Did we talk about the cameras. Uh, what cameras are there on the back? Because you like a vertical strip of cameras. Yeah. So you got it. Mm, yeah. Oh, go on, Aaron. Um, yeah. No. So I think they only talked about the main camera, which is sixty-four yeah. megapixel sensor. They didn't mention Brilliant. what the other two were. They don't were. care. I mean, we had. Cameras, yes. Yeah, we got them. They exist. It will take <laughs> photos. 
<laughs> I mean, they, they had an ultra wide and a macro, which was they were quite average in the last okay. few generations. It's really not a big no. priority for them, but no. I mean, it's, it's the same as with the GT, better. you know, what we were talking about. They yep. exist, they're there, it's never going to be the selling point. It'll be a bit better than last year's, but if you really care about mm -hmm. your cameras, this is not the phone to buy. I'm waiting for a um, phone that yeah. embraces Twitch wholeheartedly and lets you, like, properly stream on your phone. I know it's been done before, but, like, properly make it a marketing point is to have Twitch integration, you can play any game, and have your face cam, and all of it's done on device. That would be a way to push a game It'll phone, happen. especially to the Western market, I think. Yeah. They have made it slightly easier um, this time I mean, that was... because you can now stream gameplay um, to your computer from the phone. Oh, okay, uh, so, so you can plug it into the USB-C and oh, you can cool. get that into the computer and then you can have that as your input on something like Streamlabs oh, and cool. you can stream that way, which I thought was, yeah, that's a really nice little touch. But yeah, it's not yeah, all on that. the phone yet. Still though, that's great. Yeah, no, I'm guessing this is 5G too, right? Oh yeah, of course it is. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Snapdragon 838, so it has to be. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. It has no um, choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't qualcomm will not let you put one of those out without 5g support no, no, no. uh okay i think that will do us for now on the red magic 6 so let's move to our final phone launch of the day and it is a doozy um there are by my count depending on how you count them at least five phones from two separate launch Ooh. events uh in the redmi note 10 series um so these are the sort of budget to mid-range devices from xiaomi um they held an Indian launch first, where three phones were announced. The Redmi Note 10, the Redmi Note 10 Pro, and the Redmi Note 10 Pro Max. A few hours later, they held a global event where four phones were announced. The Redmi Note 10, which is the same as the Redmi Note 10 in India. The Redmi Note 10 Pro, which is the same as the Redmi Note 10 Pro Max in India but different to the Indian Note 10 Pro. There's also a Redmi Note 10S and a Redmi Note 10 5G. <laughs> Those two are global, but not India. When you said they were different names, I didn't realize they were using each other's names for some of those. That's oh, yeah. so it's confusing. <laughs> this isn't the first time Xiaomi's done this. Um, we just It still is incredibly frustrating. Um, it's very tricky when you're trying to like look up information on these phones and you get conflicting spec lists so you know you've got to be careful about what you're looking at um even having said that there are very minor differences between the global pro and the indian pro max which i said are basically the same but i think it's like the indian pro max one of them has nfc and the other one doesn't and i think maybe the battery capacity is slightly different something like that um but yeah it's a it's a confusing launch lineup the way they've handled it is very weird um but that aside it is a fairly decent lineup of phones. Um, it has this weird thing where they don't really all feel like they belong together because they're a grab bag of different specs and chipsets where there's not really a clear like journey through the range where you're looking at, oh, I see why this one is above that one because it's the same on most things, but it adds this one feature. Um, of the four phones launching globally, each of them has a different chipset. So there are four phones with four different chipsets three different camera modules between the four phones at least um very hard to make sense of if you want to look at them and be like okay which one do i want it's focused on the top end i think that's maybe easiest yeah, let's do that it's kind of the exciting <laughs> one uh which is the note 10 pro slash pro max um which has 108 megapixel sent camera sensor so that's like the main um the main highlight of that at the top of the range 108 megapixel 
the big thing to note on off the top of it is it's yes it's coming from xiaomi it's 108 megapixel we just had a xiaomi phone with 108 megapixel <laughs> sensor the mi 11 they are different sensors so just bear that in mind don't assume that because it's also xiaomi and also 108 megapixel and has come out two months later that it's the same this is a, a different Samsung sensor. It's a smaller sensor than the one used in the Mi 11. So you will probably not get the same results as the Mi 11 does camera-wise. Uh, it will hopefully still be good. Um, I haven't actually seen the camera samples. Um, I'm, I assume they showed some off, um, but it will hopefully be good. But 108 megapixel, you then get a 8 megapixel wide and a 5 megapixel macro and then a depth sensor. So not a deeply exciting camera setup once you get past the main shooter. Um, but then you get 120 hertz AMOLED display, which is pretty nifty. And the Snapdragon 732G. That's interesting because it's a 4G chipset. It's the same one used in the Poco X3. Um, and that kind of is where this is positioned, I guess. It's the upper end of budget. It's a performer. But I do find it weird that their Pro phone hasn't yet made the jump to a 5G chip. And I look at that and I think most people who might want to buy this would probably hesitate in at this point, certainly in the West, at buying a 4G yeah. phone. I don't know if you guys agree with me, but I look at that and I think uh, just at this point right now, you should be probably buying a 5G device. Is the Note 10 5G a weaker phone in other regards, except for the fact it has 5G? The Note 10 5G is comfortably the weakest phone in the lineup oh, in really? almost every regard, right. except 5G. Mm. They have scrapped almost every spec down to squeeze 5G into that. It's a MediaTek Dimensity 700 chip, Ooh. which I am not aware of, but I, I, so I don't know how that is. Um, it's a 48 megapixel main camera, which is the weakest of the lot. And then you just get a macro and a depth. There's no tele, there's no, um, uh, and there's no wide angle. Wow. Uh, the, it's the only one with an LCD screen, not OLED, though it is 90 hertz, to be fair. Um, it drops down to four and six gig RAM SKUs. Um, it's the only one with 18 watt charging rather than 30 watt charging. And I think it's also the heaviest of the phones, and it's the only one that doesn't have an IP53 rating. You really sound like man. So, <laughs> the whole range is, I was trying to write this up this morning, and it's just like you're veering between <laughs> devices. Well, this one's 64 megapixels, this one's 48, this one's IP50. There's no consistency to this. It's just four random phones that they've put under one naming convention and thrown out into the world. With this in mind, their strategy must be just like they hope someone accidentally stumbles into a Note 10 like shelf virtually yeah and exactly find yeah. one of them and that that'll do <laughs> yeah. uh, they all look solid we, we uh, and pretty probably competitive for the price we don't have um uk pricing but they kind of announced global pricing confusingly jami likes to announce global pricing in dollars so even weird. though they don't release the phones in the states uh rather than just announcing in euros or something i guess that dollars are you know worldwide people have a quick sense of how much that's worth um but the cheaper end of the line starts at 199 dollars and uh, the the top end, the Pro starts from two seven nine. Classic Xiaomi. They also all have early bird prices that are a little bit less than that. But uh, sort of the standard pricing is is that kind of range. And the Pro certainly to me looks pretty compelling at two hundred seventy nine dollars. I think for one hundred twenty hertz AMOLED, one hundred eight megapixel camera, thirty watt, thirty three watt charging. Sorry, IP fifty three rating. Um, that looks like a solid yeah. phone. Other than not having five G. So it's like a revised. I'm kind of worried about the rest of them. Poco X3 NFC, which you loved, with a little extra, mm. but with mm. with a, with a better camera spec broadly. Yeah. I think it's pretty similar mm. to the Poco X3, but a better camera spec and a, and a smaller, svelter design. 
which I think is very welcome because that was a big that was a big chunk of a phone and pretty ugly. Yeah, these are these are more attractive looking. Um, the design language is similar to the Mi Eleven. I quite like it. I would say it's not it's not a carbon copy, but it's you know definitely trying to evoke the Mi Eleven range. It also reminds me of the nice. the Vivo phones you were reviewing. The was it the Vivo was it S twenty? What was the uh, there was the V20, V20 and range. the X50. Yeah, yeah, the X50 um, range, like that kind of one big camera, yeah. two small cameras yeah. configuration. It looks nice. Yeah, sim- similar feel to that. Um, they do look nice. I think all of these phones look nice um, and spec-wise are solid for where they are. I think it's just very, like I said, the big the big question mark I have here is just the decisions they've made about 5G and 4G. And it does... What I find weird is I would understand if it was because they were pitching for the Indian market primarily, where 5G is not as readily available as it is getting to be in Europe. And I understand that there's, like, there isn't a 5G model in India and all of the Indian ones are 4G. So I, I can see that from that perspective, at the cheap end of the Indian market, maybe there's no 5G appetite yet. But I think the budget end of the European market wants 5G. Oh, yeah. And it feels weird that only one of these four phones is 5G, <laughs> and it's crap. It's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't really want. You don't need 5G, but you can have it if you really. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it puts them. And like, Qualcomm makes cheap 5G chips now. There's a full series with 5G, and like, it just there's no reason not to mm. put it in at this point. I was just gonna say it puts That's... into perspective. I guess how challenging or how demanding cost-wise 5G must be, but then at the same time, like you just just said, there's cheap 5G hardware now. There's cheap 5G components, yeah. so it shouldn't be that much of a challenge. And why they didn't just I mean, put the Pro Max as the 5G version yeah. of the Pro? Uh, yeah, for the top end to not be 5G <laughs> is is the one that yeah. blows me. I I don't mind. It, it kind of, I kind of see that you would have some 4G models in the mix. There is definitely still an appetite for 4G oh, phones. Yeah. I, I don't want to suggest that, that there shouldn't yeah. be any 4G models, and especially if you can get better specs for cheaper and go to 4G. For a lot of people, that will still make sense. But it feels so weird to have the highest spec one with Pro in the name and be like, oh, no, that one's only 4G. And I know it's not a it's not a high-spec phone. It's not an expensive phone. It's still a pretty budget, lower mid-range device. But I, you know, it feels weird to me that at that point they wouldn't be looking at a 765G or whatever the 5G 6 series chip is. I can't remember which one it is that's, that's 5G in the 6 series, but there is one. Um, and maybe, as you said, maybe it's a cost thing because maybe un- unbeknownst to us, Qualcomm is charging a massive markup <laughs> still on the 5G versions. Um, and, and that's just holding people back from doing it. But I look at this range and I'm a bit confused by it. Yeah. And consumers will be too, just like without a doubt, just based on the names alone. Oh, yeah. Um, but then... You know, on that side, Xiaomi's had that problem forever and it doesn't seem to have hurt True. the sales. Like, if you try and look up Redmi Note 9, I mean, good luck. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> like, that's even worse um, because, you know, that had the benefit of then a, a year of the, the refresh versions, the 9T series launching. And it was the same problem. You know, I think the Redmi, you know, there are various Redmi Note 9 models that are different, where the same name is shared by an Indian or a Chinese or a global variant with different specs inside it. Um, and not just a single spec being off, you know, a little more RAM, but like substantially, this is a different phone. They just put the same name on it for no clear reason. Last week, we were talking about, you know, Android updates. And I feel like Xiaomi, if it had its way, would just have you, instead of worrying about if your phone's going to get the next update, it's just buy the next phone. Yeah. Like just that's the frequency it. at which they're pushing <laughs> these devices out, right? Um, I have to, I think, 
I think I've got to end on on one little final note on the on the Redmi Note 10 launch, um, which is a weird one. Which is to say that if you can, I think you should go and find the launch video on YouTube, and just watch the last like few minutes of the global launch, because they held this whole launch event, announced the phones, did all the pricing, got there, and then started a song. What? What? And they had apparently gotten. Xiaomi fans to each record bits of a song. So they had this stitched together song with different clips from different me fans worldwide, each singing different lines. Stitched together for like 30 seconds or so. Then cut back to the presenters of the launch who had to finish the song no. themselves with a very like awkward no. wobbly no. 15 seconds of singing from the uh, the two Xiaomi spokespeople. Oh. Absolutely excruciating oh. to watch. I need, to see, it. I need to see it. I, I want you all to share my pain though. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but when they interviewed for the gig of the host, they, they, there was no conversation. They're like, how is your vibrato? <laughs> Can you belt it out? Yes or no? <laughs> wow. That's rough. I'm all for it, though. I think oh. we should have more musical phone launches. <laughs> I have a playlist on YouTube uh, called Songs That Phone Companies Shouldn't Have Made. And it includes things like the K-pop Samsung AMOLED <laughs> song from like the Galaxy yep. S2 days and the HTC rap. And maybe this will also be on there too soon. I could definitely make the cut. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure Honor and Huawei have done some awful. Oh, there's there's um, a bunch musical assaults as well. Yeah, um, well, none of them are good. The uh, one one Huawei press conference turned into a literal fashion show, so that was an interesting one. I think that was yeah, that was 2015. Mm -hmm. I think it was their first gen watch. Yeah, they, they announced the watch, and then they literally just turned it into a catwalk and had people walking down the catwalk with, with the watch on. I was like. <laughs> Okay, I just always like to have like three hour launches, and that last hour was like yeah. just a, a performance piece. Yeah, always, always. Very strict. <laughs> I once went to an honor launch where they had the whole launch event and then a bar afterwards. And by the time they let us out of the launch into the bar, they had already shut the bar. <laughs> and I was just like, wait, so was everyone else just up here like getting pissed while the show was going on, and I was missing out because I was, you know, actually watching the phone launch. Um, but they just run out of alcohol by the time people actually made oh, wow. it up up to the bar. Very, very strange. Wow. Um, we will be back next week for Fast Charge 56. Uh, I can say with some confidence we will be giving um, our hands-on impressions and reviews of the Oppo Find X3 Pro and the Asus ROG Phone 5. I don't think I'm breaking any rules to even say that both those phones are here now off camera we're just not allowed to move it in front of a camera lens or we'll get very angry emails from people but we have the phones uh, they are both launching next week wednesday and thursday uh, so we will be talking about them in next week's fast charge um i don't know what else hopefully those are the only two phones next week because I, I don't want to no do more, another three please. in one day but um mm. we'll see i mean at this rate realme is just gonna like casually post a load of realme 8s out to people without telling oh, them sure. and say oh yeah there, there it is the phone's launched <laughs> definitely <laughs> So uh, until then, thank you to everyone for watching and listening. And thank you to all you guys for joining me. And see everyone next week. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. See ya.